Hello, my sweet darlings. My name is Jessie, and welcome to my podcast, Tea with the Gods. It's been a minute, fam. <laughs> it really has. I'm so sorry for taking so long to update this podcast, but you know, life, it happens, and it's a bitch. But it doesn't matter now, because I'm here. I'm ready to get back into it, ready to sip some tea, talk about the gods, be a total nerd, you know, Jesse stuff. <laughs> I hope you missed me because I missed you guys very, very much. Now, before we get to the episode itself, I do want to give a big thank you to all my subscribers on YouTube because I just hit a thousand. What? That's crazy. I never ever thought I'd ever even have 10. <laughs> there are a thousand people that like to listen to me ramble on about the gods and that's kind of amazing. So thank you everybody for supporting this humble little podcast. It means the absolute world to me and yeah, thank you. So today's episode isn't the episode that everybody has been wanting, especially the god himself has been poking at me to do it, but it is going to happen. Um, but this episode is going to be about doubt and skepticism. I'm going to talk about why I believe that doubt and skepticism is very common and normal, especially for us modern worshipers, and how I actually think it's beneficial for us to have doubt and be skeptical within our worship, and also what you can do to minimize it a little bit. All right, kids, you waited long enough. Let's pour that tea and get right into it. So let's first discuss why I think doubt is basically a guarantee for all of us modern worshipers. The most obvious explanation is the fact that we technically live in an age of science. Yes, even with flat earthers, anti-vaxxers, and people who think climate change is a hoax, we live in societies primarily ruled by science. The ancients used their religion to explain a lot of the phenomenons of nature that science now explains for us. And because of that, we turn to science to help us further understand our world as opposed to religion. Although, science can't and doesn't explain everything, so it's not necessarily that science has replaced religion. It's more that religion has a different use and function in the modern world than it used to. And I believe we're still adjusting to that. Especially because most of us, our main exposure to religion is Christianity. And that has a reputation of working against science, not alongside it. So we have this habit of viewing religion as the opposition to science. I mean, I've had people ask me flat out if you can be a Hellenic polytheist and believe in evolution. So there's absolutely some misconceptions about how religion and science exist together that is without a doubt influenced by Christianity. And the funny thing is that their beliefs never stopped the ancient Greeks from exploring and explaining their world further than perhaps their religion could. A lot of modern science is built from the foundation established by ancient Greece, 
So us Hellenic polytheists, we have more than enough permission to marry science with our faith. I mean, it's also kind of embedded in our religion as well. The Delphic maxims, which were said to be passed down from Apollo himself, stress heavily the importance of knowledge, wisdom, and learning. Apollo is not only encouraging, but full-on demanding that we indulge in science and any other subject that interests us. He wants us to stay curious, to ask questions, and seek answers. And further proving this point, we have deities and figures within the pantheon who rule over certain areas of science, such as Hermes and the Muse Urania who are associated with astronomy, and of course Asclepius and Chiron who rule over medicine and surgery. So if the ancients were able to find harmony with science and their religion, there really is no reason why we can't. And as I pointed out, it's practically a requirement, both because the gods, as well as the world we live in, urges us to. Now, I got a tad bit off track, which is to be expected since the topic of religion versus science can be its own episode. Hell, it could probably be its own podcast series. But getting back to my main point. Being alive during the age of science and technology is more than just about having something other than religion to explain what's going on around us. The way we interact with information has changed drastically thanks to the emphasis on science. We, for the most part, are beings that greatly stress the concept of evidence and proof. For us, reality is based in what we can see, what is physical, and what is tangible. And most importantly, what can be proven. We don't even need to be discussing anything science-related for these concepts to apply. Our justice system, in theory, operates on the idea of using evidence to either dismiss or convict. When you write an essay in school, you need credible resources and evidence to back up your argument. And gods forbid you try to drag someone online without the receipts you will be run right out of Twitter so fast even Hermes can't save your ass. We are taught from a very young age that anything legit, anything correct, anything accurate, anything worthy of belief has to have proof behind it. So we are literally wired to crave and demand proof before we can even consider putting faith in it. And going back to my previous point, We heavily look down on those who, despite all the studies and resources proving something to be true, stay in denial. And unfortunately, the majority of the times, those people are in denial because of their religion. We see them as simple-minded, delusional, weak, with a sheep mentality. Basically, all the things that none of us want to be labeled as, which further showcases this ingrained belief we have that religion is the enemy of science. So the issue here is that modern worshippers are heavily influenced by both the science mentality of evidence is a requirement, as well as the belief that religion equals being anti-science. And let's take this even further, because yes, there's more to this. We have the disadvantage of living in the current time, meaning we have piles and piles of history to look back on. Think back to any one of your many history classes. What is a theme that seems to repeat over and over and over again without fail? No, not white men fucking everything up. 
the other reoccurring theme. Religion being the cause, reason, and excuse for wars, genocide, violence, murder, hate, bigotry, racism, sexism. Basically, any awful thing a human being can do somewhere in history, religion was the source. And lucky for us, I say with full sarcasm, that repeating pattern has ceased to end. We don't need to just look at the past to see the heinous things done in the name of religion. We can look on the news, in our governments, in our neighborhoods, even in our own homes. Religion has had terrible PR since, well, since forever. So it really makes sense that with our society's emphasis on science and how religion continues to be used for evil and ignorance, that we would all experience doubt. Like I said before, I believe we are all still trying to find harmony between the logical and the spiritual. It's the struggle of the modern worshiper, so it's something that I think we need to accept and not be so critical of ourselves over. This is just our reality, and you know what? I actually think it's a positive thing. And with that said, let's move on to why I believe skepticism and doubt are actually a good thing to have in regards to religion and not something you should attempt to banish completely. Story time! My family, being of Irish and Italian descent, is pretty Catholic. So my mom attended religion classes and went to church when she was younger. But my mom, even at a young age, had a very curious, science-driven mind. She got in trouble a lot because she dared to ask questions that the church didn't have answers for. The most nagging being, but what about the dinosaurs? See, this is one of my main issues with religions like Christianity and Catholicism. They not only don't answer legitimate questions, but they completely discourage the asking of questions altogether. That's not a healthy relationship with religion at all. I mean, think of it in terms of a human relationship. Your partner not only bullies you into not asking questions, but completely dismisses you and kind of high-key threatens you into not questioning anything they do or say. We would label that relationship as toxic and abusive, wouldn't we? So why does Faith get away with it? Also, as a side note, I can think of a bunch of ways to explain the whole what about the dinosaurs question, such as God obviously was very ashamed of them to the point of wiping them out of existence, so why wouldn't he leave them out of the Bible completely? I totally believe that, since God being kind of petty is very apparent in the Bible. So it checks out. See? Not that hard. So we have this belief that questioning our faith means we aren't strong in it, or that we are disrespecting our gods. But that's so not the case. It's actually the exact opposite. When you're questioning it, it means you're thinking and engaging with your beliefs, the gods, and everything our religion stands for. And when you find answers to those questions, your faith grows. Your bonds with the gods strengthen, and the religion becomes so much more your own. You deepen your faith with your doubt and skepticism, because in doubt is when you're the most thoughtful, the most reflective, and it's when you're going to find the answers you need. And on the other side of that, if you don't find the answers you're seeking, or the answers aren't satisfying enough, 
then maybe this religion isn't the right one for you, which is completely okay. It's better to find out as soon as possible so you can move on and find what you truly connect with. If you weren't asking questions and really engaging with this faith, then you could have been stuck in it like a loveless marriage for years. One of the reasons I felt compelled to make this episode, other than it being a common topic of interest within our community, is because I've been indulging in a lot of media having to do with cults and corruption within mainstream religions. And a common method used by cult leaders and religious authorities to keep members under their control is to discourage and even shame people for asking questions. The teachings of these leaders are seen as absolute, meaning there's no reason to look elsewhere for answers, and one should immediately absorb these teachings into their consciousness. In many cases, this is even taken a step further where leaders may completely isolate members and worshippers from the outside world, which just furthers the whole brainwashing and having these people completely rely on the leaders. Now, I know that is an extreme case, and it's not like we have cults within our community trying to use Zeus to brainwash people into doing horrific and stupid things. I mean, at least I don't think so, and I hope not. But for me, learning more about how religious and cult leaders brainwash people just furthered my belief in remaining critical and to not stop questioning things. Because the truth is that religion is more than just an individual and a higher power. It's also a community. And for us, we engage with our community primarily on the internet. Which, the culture of the internet is one where pretty much anything goes. People can post anything, write anything, claim anything as truth or factual. Meaning that it's pretty imperative to one's survival on the internet to be critical and skeptical of the information you come across. Unfortunately, not everyone who claims the title of Hellenic polytheist is genuine. There are people with the cult leader-like mentality who are driven by their egos to have others indulge in the shit they're spewing. They may not be doing the extremes like convincing you to never talk to your loved ones or to outright murder someone, but they may have other agendas outside of simply wanting to share and discuss information and point of views. I don't want you to be afraid to engage in the community because as a whole, I find our community to be quite welcoming, loving, supportive, and best of all, honest. But that doesn't mean you shouldn't remain critical. A real community will never push you away for asking questions or wanting sources to back up claims. And I am 100% including myself in that. Now, while I am grateful and honored to have the trust of the community, I don't ever want to be seen as above questioning. Because firstly, I'm not Charles Manson or L. Ron Hubbard. And secondly, just like how doubt and skepticism causes you to engage with your own beliefs, it does the same with the community. That's part of why we have community, to have these deep discussions and get different ideas and point of views over things that may not be sitting well with us. Because like I said, we all experience doubt. It's the struggle of the modern worshiper. So doesn't it make sense for us to come together and help each other figure it out? Now, doubt and skepticism isn't always your friend till the end. A lot of times, it's the thing that keeps you away from worshiping, despite how badly you want to. What do we do in those types of situations? Well, the first thing is to remind yourself of everything I said in this episode thus far. Don't punish yourself for your doubt. 
Not only is it unfair to you, since, like I said, doubt is something that comes with being of the modern age, but beating yourself up, regardless of the situation, is never the answer. You can't inspire positive outcomes with negativity. Next, again going back to everything I spoke about, it's important to take a step back and analyze what exactly is going on. Where is the doubt coming from, and what exactly is it saying? And why are you feeling this way? That last question is especially significant, because for some of us, doubt doesn't even come from actual doubt. You're like, okay, what now, Jesse? <laughs> for a lot of us, doubt is a symptom of our mental illnesses. We're not doubting our religion specifically. We're actually just doubting everything around us. We're looking at the world through the lens of what's the point and does any of this really matter? But we're zeroing in on our faith the most, causing us to think it's just about us and our gods, when it's really just about us and how we handle our negative thoughts. Identifying where the doubt is coming from allows you to react appropriately. Either you need to address your depression, anxiety, or any other mental illness you may have, or you need to engage further with your doubt. Ask those questions and seek those answers. Do the research and contemplate on your findings. Bring it all to the gods and see if they have any insight for you. And of course, talk to the community. I bet you there's at least someone who has similar questions as you, or someone who did and might have the resolution you're looking for. Okay, now this is specifically for those who are hesitant to even start worship because of their skepticism. I've had a lot of former atheists message me about this struggle. They have an interest in Hellenic polytheism, but are having a difficult time coming to terms with the idea that the gods are real. My advice for that is simply to go through the motions of worship despite your skepticism. As I said before, you find your answers by actively engaging with the gods and the religion as a whole. The truth is, is that none of us start with 100% faith in what we are doing. Most of us walk into it not really sure what is going to happen, or if anything actually will. So it's not the presence of belief in the beginning that is needed to connect with the gods, it's engagement. You need to give the gods and the religion a chance to show you why you belong here. You have to interact with it in order to develop and cement your faith. Or to truly figure out that this isn't the religion for you. Either way, you will only find your answers if you actively go seek them. Sitting back undecided with worry over what you should or shouldn't do isn't going to give you anything but a headache. Okay, one last bit of advice on conquering doubt. This pertains to those who have been worshipping long enough to have established a connection with the gods and likely have some experiences with them. I know for me personally, my religion has been integral in my growth, self-development, and healing. There has been a distinct shift in my overall well-being directly caused by my discovery of Hellenic polytheism. I am a completely different person thanks to my worship. I can't even count all the ways in which my life has drastically improved. All I can say is that it has drastically improved, and I absolutely credit the gods for it. So when I have those moments, because yes, even now I still have them, where I look at my altar and question the validity of everything I believe in, I remind myself of all the good this religion has given me. I remind myself of who I was before, where I was before, and see how truly different things are because of my faith. 
And I don't do this as a way to prove to myself that my gods are indeed real. No, I do this to show myself that the reality of the religion isn't based on its existence. It's based on the real-life effects it has had on me and my life. I've done nothing but thrive under my beliefs, so isn't that enough to make it worth my time, energy, and faith? Isn't the positive change in me proof enough that there's something real, at least to me, going on here? So I encourage you all to think about any kind of positive influence the gods and your faith have had on you the next time you feel doubtful. It may not banish the doubt completely, but at the very least, you will be reminded as to why and how you found solace in your beliefs to begin with. Okay, my darlings, that's a wrap on this episode. It feels so good to be back. I hope this episode was insightful, enjoyable, and of course, helpful. I feel like I needed a good stretch before I dive into the more research-based episodes. You know, get me back into the groove of it all. Anyway, please let me know your thoughts and experiences with doubt and skepticism in the comments, or come chat with me on my social medias. I'm the Pastel Priestess on Tumblr and Instagram, and Tea with the Gods on Twitter. Remember, engaging with the community is one of the ways we can benefit from our doubt. And again, I want to thank you all for being so patient with me and for sticking with me through this dry spell. And also a huge titan-sized thank you to everyone who let me know how much they enjoy the podcast. That really helped motivate me to get back to creating content. Knowing that I have listeners who look forward to updates and who really find help and guidance in my work, well, it's just wonderful to hear. So thank you for taking the time to send me some good vibes and positivity. It's always so much appreciated. And with that, I hope you all have a truly magical and fantastic weekend and coming week. May the gods forever be in your favor, loves. Bye.